Hello everyone and welcome to Guard Locked On Guardians. I'm your host Jeff Ellis, formerly of Scout, formerly of 24-7, now all of Locked On. I want to thank you for making Locked On Guardians your first listen, free and available today and every day on all podcasting platforms, apps, wherever you get podcasts, you can get Locked On Guardians. We're going to continue the draft content. I had some debate, I won't lie, with the Indians having, uh, I'm sorry, the Guardians still, I'm going to go back and forth. Uh, what on the 11th, a series of promotions, you know, someone like James Harris is now an assistant GM. Uh, it's a pretty big deal. Uh, they added, um, you know, Dr. Lindsay Shaw is now director of sports psychology. You know, as we see more women become uh, a part of the game, which is a good thing. Let's, let's be honest. Uh, so this was a nice addition there. Some other ones, it was fun to see Clint Long, uh, get, uh, director of player acquisitions. That's just a personal thing. I, I never met Clint. He was uh, he had already moved on by the time I really had gotten into draft stuff. I got to know Hudson, who uh, took over after Clint left. Hudson was uh, always very kind uh, when I was doing the draft stuff. I uh, really appreciate all the work he did. For those who don't, uh, I'd butch- butcher Hudson's last name. It went Clint, Hudson, and now we have uh, Carlos Calazzo over at that top spot at, at BA. Uh, John Manuel, you know, he was also kind of in there. Jim Callis was, of course, the granddaddy of it all. But, uh, yeah, just a lot of uh, cool people. So that's, you know, one of those where he he's, I, I don't believe he played. Like, he moved in through that. So always give someone like me some hope that maybe I could eventually find my way to the game. There's a whole, whole list of things in here. And we'll kind of save these and get into it later. And then they also announced their uh, player development staff. And, again, you know, there's a lot to take. What is interesting is, um, again, the addition of, uh, or the, not the addition, all these uh, women are already part of the Indians, but promotions in there, including assistant director of player development for Alana Mishkin, who I, you know, I wasn't as familiar with, but, you know, we live in a nice world and this is where LinkedIn is great. And what immediately stood out is impressive when I was reading about her, uh, you know, Fulbright teacher which is something, but clearly uh, bilingual, uh, you know, Phi Beta Kappa, uh, Spanish uh, teaching assistant, Spanish medical interpreter. Oh, yeah, and also does uh, created a proprietary defensive metric using uh, SQL and R with guidance. So it is this high level. I mean, of course, what do you need to be more qualified for this position? than being bilingual and being able to do computer programming. Uh, so that is, we'll get into all of these players, or, you know, I should say coaches and staff more. Uh, th- there were changes. There were some uh, jumps and moves around that were interesting. Uh, some new people joining the coaching ranks, some old familiar names. It's all the developmental side, but these are important positions. It's definitely something you want to see. I know at first uh, I was looking through for a few names. I was like, oh, okay. Because through the years, we've all seen the uh, the familiar names that have special assignment. And, you know, what that special assistant, <laughs> I, I've never really figured out exactly what that means. You know, guys like Johnny Goral, Minnie Mendoza, Mendoza, Travis Hafner, Travis Fryman, Tim Belcher all have that. And I've never really known how much is going on with that, like how much they are... Uh, contributing and how much is just the title that's like community development kind of type of deal. Uh, the one thing I'd love to see that we don't have is the scouting list, just because if you recall from during the season, uh, the uh, there was talk that they were going to have let some of their scouts go, that 
that they were encouraging scouts, go ahead, it's okay, that they seem to be moving much uh, much more to a developmental or a, I don't want to say necessarily computer-based model, but they were doing more with such things, and that all of their scouts uh, weren't going to be guaranteed to still have positions. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I would love to see that. That's the one thing we really haven't seen, is they've announced pretty much everything else in terms of uh, the the team. I think the only thing that's to be determined is a bench slash infield coach for the DSL blue team and strength and conditioning for Lake County. Everything else is pretty much filled in across the board. A lot of familiar names, a lot of people who have been with the Indians for a while, a few new ones. Like I said, we'll spend some time on this uh, later on. I just wanted to kind of touch on it briefly here because it is news. It does involve the Guardians. Uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what happens. You know, they, they've added a lot of names. Uh, is this a point where I can point out pitching developmental coach at the Arizona Complex, Brad Goldberg? I interviewed him back in the day. Uh, you can't find it. We had a really good talk when he was, I think we're still followers of each other on Twitter, when he was a senior at Ohio State. Uh, and in my way to, no, not my way, my shadow draft, I actually chose him as my selection for the Indians in the 10th round. Uh, he was a senior sign at that point. I think he started out at like the Carolinas, transferred to Ohio State, and I thought he had a potential um, reliever outcome. And you know what? As a 10th round senior sign, he made it to the big league. So that was a, a massive success for the White Sox. And, you know, he clearly knew the game well. And after retiring, I think he coached at Ohio State last year, maybe, or if you, I feel like he, he had some time at his alma mater before now joining the Indians. Well in position, uh, I can just tell you from that talk with him, he was incredibly intelligent in that moment. You talk, I've talked to a lot of pitchers. I have talked to hundreds of minor league pitchers at this point in time. Uh, and you can you can kind of point things out. Like There are those guys that do not impress you. Uh, there are those guys who uh, impress you in the negative. Like, ooh, okay, how, how do you do anything in life and then there are those who impress you with their intelligence you know i've talked about that before it's like thomas pannone i always bring him up uh brad goldberg was one of those shane bieber was one of those there are those guys who are just really uh ahead of the curve when you talk to them and it's uh, an impressive person to talk to so yeah it's fun it's interesting it's uh it's important you need i mean this is the bones of your team this is your the structure of your development this needs to be successful and consistent we know for a long time it wasn't there were a lot of issues with development it has gotten better that is for sure we're still hoping to see a little bit more with the hitting and we'll see as um, teams get more nuanced and get more information maybe we'll see improvements in those areas like they've gotten so good when it comes to developing pitching that they've been able to take and develop and use models to see uh, you know, just, they've refined it. They've refined it to the, you know, the nth degree. And they know what type of arms work for them. They get them in their system and they work with them. It's just, it's a very smart model and approach all around. And uh, we'll see if things start doing that with the uh, hitting side of things. But either way, this was the, it's an entire first segment, but it's a quick primer. Just kind of talking about all of those in general that we'll swing back. Uh, it's nice to see, you know, more, uh, African-American people and Latin American uh, groups moving up. And it's nice to see, you know, women being hired and added in the process. Again, uh, the people they've added are, I don't know if I want to say overqualified, but they have, it's almost to that degree, like uh, the very, very qualified. 
uh, which is unfortunate the way it has to be. If it, all things are equal, it's still hard if you're a woman to get a spot in any professional sport. It is improving, but that is not, uh, you know, that essentially when you see someone there, you know that they they had to put up with a lot uh, to get to that position. And I have uh, tons and tons of respect for, I mean, everyone. But if you are a woman in baseball, you have done, um, you've had to put up with more than anyone else. I can just having friends that are female, I don't know if that's an awkward way to phrase it, but just knowing, you know, having coworkers on this very network and seeing what they have to go through and seeing what I have to go through. And part of that is because Cleveland fans are just a lot nicer um, than a lot of these other fan bases. But a lot of that is, once again, uh, being a woman in sport is uh, something that I can't understand, but it is uh, just incredibly unfair what uh, women in sport have to go through. We're going to take our first commercial break, come back, and we're going to start talking about those top nine. I believe that's where I left off, right? And we have the top nine prospects in this year's draft. Yep. Left with Robert Moore last time, if you missed it. Uh, so you want to tune in, start hearing about uh, the all-pitcher top ten in this year's draft class for me. Built Bar. Uh, I had three today at lunch. <laughs> I'm being honest. Yes, that was my lunch. Hey, it's like 500 calories and like almost 60 grams of protein uh, and only like 15 sugars. I mean, th- those are good things. New arrival alert, white chocolate raspberry is on the scene. Uh, I should say white chocolate raspberry cheesecake is on the scene. If you were curious, that has 5 grams of sugar, 140 calories, 17 grams of protein. Order now. Looks like it's got real strawberry bits inside of it. Still have the ruby chocolate, the lemon dip cheesecake, caramel almond delight, caramel macchiato, eggnog, and chocolate or cho- coconut brownie chunk amongst their specials and then there's the ones that are just always there so go to builtbar.com today remember to use that promo code locked 15 why because you're going to save 15 percent, and you help us out save yourself money help out the network what's not to like uh go to builtbar.com today again i eat them every day uh, that's the best uh you know most truthful statement i can make this is a daily part of my life is stayed because it is delicious. It's good for me. It's filling. Go check out Built Bar for yourself and make sure to use that promo code LOCKED15. Now, before I get into the top 10, I just want to take a second here at the top at the top of segment two. Again, Ryan Pupil, uh, Locked on Guardians, is free and available wherever you get podcasts. I also want to give a quick shout out to Nathan. Nathan has been a longtime fan uh, of the show and he's always been great for insights and tweets. Uh, things I miss. Nathan lets me know. Uh, but he does it in like literally the nicest way possible. There are others who uh, do not, uh, cry, you know, no, not crouch it. You know, there's that expression I'm, I'm blanking on. Uh, it's like 1130 my time. I have again, like no more than five hours of sleep a night. Uh, brain doesn't function quite as well. I hope you all uh, understand, appreciate and still enjoy the show. Uh, I've been hearing a little bit less on, it's the offseason. I'm always going to hear less during the offseason, but I really thrive on those comments, um, the reactions from people out there. So Nathan is always fantastic for that. So a shout out to Nathan Kingsley. Uh, if you want to follow him on Twitter, that's at N-T-King-S-L-E-Y. Always a good dude. Uh, always full of information and catches the things. I've been spending less and less time on Twitter. He, he catches things that pass through me. Uh, I'll also take a moment and give a shout out to uh, Aaron, who let me know uh, that the Indians signed a bunch of shortstops. I will say this. Uh, people often tag me in tweets from uh, the Indians pro guy, uh, Todd. 
uh, Todd and I have each other blocked. So uh, when you do that, we can't see it. Uh, I can't see what's there. Um, uh, I don't know. There's not really much backstory to give there. Uh, Well, I know. I got blocked because I told a story. Okay, ready? Behind baseball moment here. Uh, When I started Scout and I was bringing on writers, I brought on like Joe Bacara. Uh, Mike Hattery came in and did some writing for a bit. I mean, I had a lot of people kind of in and out doing small bits at points in time. And uh, when I brought in Mike, Todd said, well, I'm not, Todd offered to to come and help. I was like, hey, you know, whoever wants to, I made it open to anyone. Uh, All I could give him a payment was a free scout uh, account at the time, which had some value, but hey. Uh, so I went through, uh, and he told me that he wouldn't come unless I fired Mike. So then eventually there was a tweet that went out about people needing to be tough and, uh, this or that. And I just, I told that story in Twitter and that's why I'm willing to share it here. And, uh, I got blocked for that, for telling a story that contradicted his tweet about, uh, people being weak, this or that. So, um, and Todd does great work. He is connected with all the agents. The agents give him all the information, uh, so he breaks everything, and that's great for him. He's made a little, he's carved out his corner of his world with that. He probably has more Twitter followers than me now. Um, I, but, uh, you know, that, that's just not for me. That was never the way I was going to go. I wanted to do analysis. I didn't want to be a mouthpiece. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's I, I don't have any ill will against the guy. It's just we have different approaches. I have some friends that are uh, agents. I'll, <laughs> I have not uh, DM'd them recently. Sometimes I would do that and be like, hey, you want to tell me about anything? Uh, just get some information. Uh, one of them told me that their client was definitely getting drafted by the Braves. Uh, the Braves took Shang Ling Goodliers. That was not their client, by the way. <laughs> so sometimes their clients still win the first round. But, you, you know, that's also where, slowly but surely, I, I was like, I'm, I can't put a whole bunch of trust in anyone else. So that's, that's just some behind the scenes. But, yeah, uh, again, Nathan, Aaron, have been really great for uh, feedback throughout this off season, and I uh, just want to say I appreciate you, and I appreciate all the fans. Locked on uh, Guardians team, you've done great work. We broke the top fifty before we went into the off season, which was going to make us drop. But I continue to appreciate all the love and support uh, out there. Let's start talking about draft prospects. Coming in at nine is a player that probably won't be a nine. Let's be honest. There are those guys where. You put him there because you're like, okay, on talent alone, this guy is fantastic. But if he goes out and performs as well as I think he's going to perform, he's going to go in the top five. And if he you know, doesn't find a new level, he probably goes more like second half of the first round. Man, Baseball Cube just like redid their site. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's throwing me off. Uh, so And this player is Brock Jones from Stanford. You might be familiar with the name because he was also a safety on the football team. That's the type of athlete he was. Uh, I believe he did not play this past year. He gave up football to focus on baseball, which is a smart move because he's going to get a seven-figure contract as a baseball player. Why is he going to get a seven-figure contract? Well, last year as a sophomore, all he did was hit 311 with a 450 on base, a 646 slugging. He walked 18% of the time, struck out 22% of the time. And, you know, he had 18 home runs, 13 doubles. So he was an extra base machine. He walked a ton. He hit for average. Solid bat hips. He is a plus athlete. Good enough again to be on a you know a Division One. Stanford's a good program. It's not like this is him being at a, a school where they have a weak program. He he played football at a very good program. Uh, he's super athletic. 
there's so many reasons to like him. There's so many reasons. You have production. You have athletic tools. Uh, let's see. He's he turns 21 in March. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot. Like there's a lot of reasons to be like, yeah, uh, he's gonna end up being. Uh, He's like Baltimore. <laughs> Feels like a great place to take him. The power speed combo is hard to 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 find. Just what he is uh, in terms of that power speed combo. He was good for Team USA. He's done everything well. Uh, if there's any knock, it's that maybe he's a left field only. He's he's athletic enough to stick in center. I, I feel pretty confident with that. He's a safety. The guy can track the ball. So yeah, this is this is probably low. Um, and it's not as much a knock on him. It's just the guys ahead of him. Like, the rest of this list, this is a heavy hitter list. Like, Brock Jones a year ago would have been a top five on my board. That's how good here it is. And that's where you keep your fingers crossed, right? If you're a Guardians fan, which, I mean, most of these listeners are. If you're not, thank you for listening. But if you are a Guardians fan, think about, you know, Khalil Watson's slide. Think about Kumar Rocker's slide. Like, I had Watson fifth or sixth on my board. Someone's going to slide. The Indians have the potential to get an elite talent, in my mind, in this draft this top of this class is really good eight tamar termar johnson second baseman from mays high school in georgia i don't know if he's committed anywhere yet um back when i made my list um, initial list uh, he was not committed to any particular program Uh, he was just gonna go pro Uh, you know i should probably have looked that up uh he he is something is a hitter Defensively, I don't know if he's going to be a second baseman. I don't know if he's going to be a DH. I don't know what is going to work for him. But, I mean, he hits. He hits for power. It's loud tools. Uh, He's just pure hit ability. Like, probably the best hitter in this class. You know, in terms of ceiling. Like, he is the most likely player to, you know, just become an absolute up-the-middle star. And we're talking about plus power potential for a guy who, again, non-traditional. He's five foot ten. He's gonna not turn eighteen until August. He's raked at every single level. I mean, he's got a chance to stick at second base. I don't think he's necessarily the arm isn't terrible. You could probably move him to third. He's gotta figure out his positional home. But he's just everyone who watches him walks away just impressed as heck. Like, what he does is a hitter. He's such a natural hitter. It's such a clean swing, easy power. It's barring uh, injury. It's like you'll find a spot for him. You're going to find a place where he can play. And, again, the position, you know, we'll see. I mean, he's, he plays shortstop because he's the best player on his high school team. That's that's typically how that works. Um you know, I don't think I. I don't know if he'll ever commit to a college. You know, maybe he wanted wants to do it at some point for fun, but uh, he's gonna go in the top ten picks in the draft. It's just, you know, the the common refrain with him, I think, is, is Vladi, just for just the bat to ball skill and like the ridiculous ability to hit anything. And I mean, I I bet there are people giving him eighty grade hit tool. Uh, why is he, why is, after all of that, why is he eighth on my board? Because again, it's, it's a multi-part game. You know, there's more to it than just hitting. And right now I'm looking at him almost entirely basing his valuation on what he does as a hitter. Um, The other thing is honestly, there is, you know, I talk about how safe he is, but he's 
very safe for a high school guy. But I'm always going to be a little bit more weighed towards the productive college hitters. Um, there is some positional values ahead of him in the class. And then the two prep hitters that I have ranked higher, uh, I think, just offer slightly either more power potential um, and better defensive potential. But yeah, Tamar, jo- Tamar Johnson is unbelievable just in terms of his upside as a hitter. We're going to take a break here, come back, and uh, keep going. We're going to talk about a very heralded transfer heading to LSU. Bet Online has you covered. Doesn't matter what the sport, what the season, the where, the when. You go to betonline.ag today, use the promo code LOCKED ON. You're going to get a 5050% bonus on your first deposit. You want to go bet on the uh, playoff games? It's there. Right now, they have football lines, hockey lines, golf lines, daily specials, UFC fight odds, basketball. And there's popular games over in the casino like roulette and poker, blackjack, whatever you like, whatever is your area of, uh, of interest in terms of gambling, betting, whatever we want to call it, BetOnline has you covered. And they have all the backing, all the accreditation, it is a fast payout, it's a secure environment. We've been working with them for a year. I, I think, you know, when it comes to things like this, it's just like, hey, They've been a sponsor for a year. If there was anything that could have come up, it would have come up. And it hasn't. And that's what you want. You want a company in this area when you're giving them lots of money, if you're doing these things, uh, you want a company you know that's going to be around. And we know that they've been around, they've been supportive, and they're going to continue to be around and grow. So go to betonline.ag today. Remember to use that promo code Locked On and get your 5050% bonus on your first deposit. So we are back. And my tease... Uh, well, first, I want to thank you for making Lockdown Guardians your first listen today and every day. Free available on all podcasting platforms, apps, and services. Uh, go check out Lockdown MLB. Sully's a great dude, uh, and I'll always say that. I love Sully. Check out Lockdown Prospects. I've been talking with the uh, new host there. We might try to do some crossover stuff if I can figure my schedule out. So we, we're up to Player 7, and Player 7 is Jacob Berry for me. Now, there are people who view him as one of the top three or so players in this class. My Okay, so should we start with my negative, my knock, my concern? Uh, he was really good for Arizona. Arizona uh, is a very hitter-friendly environment. We've seen a lot of players from Arizona and Arizona State not be quite as successful once drafted. Uh, we've seen, you know, Bobby Dahlbach might be the opposite case where he really bombed in his senior year and has turned himself into a, a major league player. But we've seen a lot of guys like Kevin Newman, Scott Kingery, where it kind of backs up a little bit, where that it seems like, you know, the dry air out there uh, maybe helps. So that's, I mean, and again, that is the knock. That's, that's the one negative. He struck out under 20% of the time, walked 11%, 352 average, 439 on base, 676 slugging. You know I love BAPIPs, a 405 last year. Um, if memory serves, he's transferring because his coach went to LSU, so he's joining him out there. He hit 17 home runs with 19 doubles and also had five triples. He did it all. He looked really good over the summer as well. And like I said, most places he's top five on the board. Uh, he was, I mean, he was awesome. He just dominated the Pac-12. Also, again, a weaker conference, so he's he's moving to a more difficult conference. And, you know, by the way, for all that Arizona talk, we've got another Arizona player to talk about uh, in this list, which if, you know, if you know draft stuff, you know, I'd have to talk about him at some point. But, yeah, Barry, I mean, he hit the ball. He hit the ball with authority. He's okay. 
You know, he's a switch hitter, always a bonus. He's not the biggest dude. He's only about six feet, um, but he's just hit the ball really well. And there's, you know, plus hit, plus power potential. Uh, third base, maybe first base. We'll see what his position is. At the end of the day, you're kind of, I mean, he was mostly a D8. Uh, he's a, So why, why is he higher than Tamar Johnson? It's just the college versus high school thing. Like, for me, honestly, at this point, it's like, okay, he has performed at a higher level. This is a very thin line of separation. Also, there's a chance he might be cheaper. Like, prep players are typically more expensive. I'm looking at my list now, and I already know, like, the player who is currently five, as I read this list to you, is not going to stay five because one of my big guiding principles the past two years has been teams have to navigate how much a player costs. They have to figure that in their bonus pools, and that's why you have guys who, I've talked about this many a time, but... Essentially, when you sign a guy under slot, that is like trading down in the other drafts. You are saving that bonus money to then sign a guy later at a higher amount. So you're trading down to get two players for, you know, one at a lower cost, one at a higher cost. It's why I had um, Henry Davis, right? You know, all the names start to gem in my head, who went first to Pittsburgh last year, number one on my board. I knew he'd be cheaper than a lot of the other guys. I'd rather pay him that amount. So, you know, I was looking at my list now, and and that also comes into it. Like, I think Barry might end up being, as a college player, a little bit cheaper. I could totally be wrong, though. Um, I don't have kind of that inside information. But I'm very curious to see how he does with harder competition outside Arizona. Uh, I understand anyone who wants to put him in the top five, he is just down for me because he's probably a first baseman. That's one of the big that's the the other big knock is just positional value he's going to play third he's going to play dh he's probably a third baseman let's check for time you know we really don't have the time to uh to keep going we got our top six left i will say this number six uh the tease for next week daniel susak uh has a brother in the big leagues who's a catcher at arizona he is the next player we'd talk about uh when you're looking at you know separation between these two yeah barry is the better hitter but positional value is important and it matters and that is a reason why uh those two separate again top nine on this board are just you're getting a really good talent i feel very strongly about the top nine in this year's class and with it being so college heavy uh you know it's it's what teams want we've seen them prefer that kind of safer prospect the past few years and it's a good year to be a team picking near the top of the draft I've been Jeff Ellis on the Lockdown Guardians for this week. Uh, Remember to rate and review, download daily. It helps the show grow. Hit me up with information on Twitter. I don't log in every day, but I do check it. I am there. I'm hopping in and out at points. Uh, You can always leave ideas and information. I mean, heck, I didn't even get a chance to talk about it. I meant to, we'll say for another day, the whole, uh, the the announcement about Blitzer and um, I'm blanking on, his very uh, common named uh, cohort who are getting together to do like uh, a new thing in downtown Cleveland. Like they're, they're doing some property and some stuff. It's very clear now that it will be, we don't have to worry about the fact that Blitzer's net worth is below the Indians value because uh, it's going to be both of them. And that by the way, that information, which I totally forgot and left off that I should have talked about, that uh, it'd be clearing the way for them to become full manage. Uh, basically, Dolan would be out of the majority share by 2026. That is the timeline. So yeah, really bearing the lead here at the end of the show, but uh, I'll have more about this next week. 
this is just top of my head stuff. But yeah, that uh, it's going to be him and his partner buying the Indians. That they are working on some revitalizing that area downtown. The whole nucleus project looks to be out. There's going to be something new that they are working on. I believe with um, Gilbert and uh, his family to kind of do some things in that area. And uh, yeah, it's it's that big because uh, Blitzer's friend is worth five billion. So you combine them, you got six billion in ownership. Uh, I'm very happy about this. It's a bigger ownership group, is a successful ownership group, is an ownership group that owns a lot of things, gets out of the way. And by the way, 2026 is a pretty quick, I mean, you're sitting there going, that's years away. That's only five years of Dolan as a majority owner left. Uh, And I assume every year they'll buy a little bit more and gain a little bit more power and control. So it's it's impending and it's it's a big deal and i'm pretty excited and you should be too and to throw it at the end of the show maybe not my best uh movement uh but uh yeah i wanted to talk about that quickly uh before it slipped my mind again i've been jeff ellis uh the very tired jeff ellis doing the locked on guardians podcast approaching episode 700 uh, i hope you're enjoying our content as we do so this off season Next week, I'm doing some more traveling back to Ohio, so it's going to be a two-show week. Uh, I'm just going to throw that out there now, so I apologize ahead of time for that. We're doing two shows. I'm going back home to help some things out with my dad and then drive him back. So, you know, things happen. But uh, we'll be back. I will finish up this top six list. We'll get into that whole uh, revitalization plan. Do we want to call it that? In downtown, get more into the ownership grouping and what's going with that, and then also talk about uh, the new hires, maybe specifically. I'll go through all of those sheets, talk about the uh, the new hires across the board for the Cleveland Guardians and their development and in their minor league system. Again, I've been Jeff Ellis. You can find me on Twitter at JeffMLBDraft. Uh, you can find from there a link out to my when I occasionally have time to write um, about baseball as well. And, uh, you know, again, I want to thank you to all the fans who are the reason I keep doing this after 700, nearly 700 episodes. Uh, it's a kind crew out there, and I appreciate you all. And as we end it now, go, go, Guardians, go.